have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. And I'm here with a dear friend of mine, and I'm just so excited to have you back on the show. This is not your first time on the podcast. So welcome, Sunit Sajdev. How are you, girl? I'm good. How are you, Sabrina? I'm so, so, so good, actually. And, you know, thanks for being on the show again. I'm just going to read your bio and introduce you to the world, and then we're going to dive in and we're going to chat. Great. Okay, Sunit Sachdev is a wife and mother passionate about living a high vibe life. She is the host of the High Vibe Life podcast and is a holistic lifestyle coach who helps women take back their power in mind, body, and soul health, which is exactly why we have you here today. This is amazing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're just going to dive in. So, I've been doing a little series called the COVID Compassion Project, which essentially, you know, we dive into different aspects of what's going on in the world right now from different perspectives, because, you know, it's so easy to watch the news and get like totally overwhelmed and bogged down with information. And it's really hard to, you know, pick out what's, what's real and what's not, and what's, you know, (laughs) feasible and what's not, and what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. And there's just so many varying opinions. We all know Google is a rabbit hole (laughs) of information period, even when it comes to motherhood. So I wanted to bring you on today because I, I love your perspective of things and how you connect the mind, the body, and the soul um, to create a holistic health perspective. And that's what we want to talk about today. So not just physical health, but how we can stay holistic, meaning whole, healthy during this time. So welcome. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about you and you know how you got into this work, and, and then we'll dive right in. Sure. I'm so excited to be here because this stuff, talking about this stuff just lights me right up. Like this is like the soul piece for me. So I'm really honored to be here again. So um, just in a nutshell, I've pretty much lived my whole life in kind of the physical activity, exercise, health world. I was raised in an Indian home where my mom never used pharmaceuticals with us. It was always like Eastern medicine and, you know, different things that she would pull out. If we had a tummy ache, it was fennel. Um, You know, if we had a a sore throat, it was honey and garlic. And so I was kind of raised that way. I was also a gymnast from a very young age. So physical activity was a big part of my life. Um, So when I went into university, it was only natural that I go into a health sciences kind of a a degree. So my undergraduate degree is in health sciences, and I spent many, many years in different areas of work of that. So I, you know, worked everywhere from with Olympic athletes, with physical activity and exercise physiology to, you know, working with children with autism, with um, 
physical and nutrition therapy. So kind of did the gamut of of things. And then um, I ended up working for a pharmaceutical company for 10 years. So I was very much into sales, research, uh, management level, everything for almost 10 years. And then my dad uh, ended up uh, getting sick. He was diagnosed with brain cancer. And I remember at that time just starting to really explore all the options because I think we all know that when you're told that a loved one is going to die, you are looking for that miracle pill, right? And so um, I had always kind of, I had just had this background of pharma, health sciences, being raised the way I was. And so I was very open to trying anything with him. And that is when I kind of dove down this other rabbit hole of this whole other side of health, holistic health, essential oils, learning the power of food and just changing our diet. Um, Sabrina, you know this about me, but I struggled with fertility many years before that. And um, we ended up trying in vitro several times and we were blessed with our boys eventually. But I look back at that time now and think, man, if I knew then what I know now, I probably could have foregone all of the um, stress and everything that I had to go through to have my kids, because I think there probably would have been a more natural way to do it. So it's kind of like, when you know better, you do better. And just all of the information I've gathered over the years has just brought me to this point. After my dad ended up passing away, I just dove more into um, all of the things that I had kind of learned a little bit about as I was helping him, you know, holistic health, nutrition, essential oils, even meditation and mindfulness. I really dove into that when my dad was sick because I was trying to support him and my mom. And I had two three year olds at the time, and we had left, you know, Vancouver and gone to Edmonton to support my family. So I needed that mind piece. And so after he passed away, I just dove further into all of those things. I ended up getting certified as a functional nutritionist. Um, I got my meditation teacher certification, and I really dove into learning more about alternative um, health and supplements and essential oils. And I've learned over the last few years of just helping so many other mothers and women through mind, body, and soul health, how very possible it is to like a healthy, holistic with an H and holistic with a W, right? Like mind, body, and soul, but holistically, um, it's possible to do it and really thrive mind, body, and soul. And so that's kind of what's brought me to this place. And I've never been, I've never felt more fulfilled doing what I'm doing because I see firsthand how it affects us and the women that I'm helping. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell with all my experience, it's kind of all culminated to this place. Yeah, it's amazing. And the work that you do is just so inspiring and so empowering. So if you don't follow Sumit already on Instagram, I highly recommend getting over there and giving her a follow because it's, it's really powerful stuff. I find myself, you know, you, you write a lot in your posts, which I think, you know, I, I find myself going back and reading and reading and reading because it's so informative you know, in my opinion, it's very judgment free. It's very, you know, just researched and thought out. And I think that's just so helpful in a world that's so full of noise 
and we have no idea what to actually listen to or believe. And, you know, it's just, it's nice to have a handful of people where you can go for a trusted source of, of information. So thank you for that. So tell me a little bit more about, I know this whole show is really, we're going to dive into talking about COVID and talking about, you know, what is happening in the world right now, which is pretty crazy and different time. But I I wanted to jump in just a little bit because this is a podcast about motherhood. Like, do you mind sharing a little bit more about your fertility journey? And and you said, you know, you may do things differently. Had you known what you know now, what do you mean by that? Well, at the time that I started to try to have my kids, you know, you spend your whole life trying to not have kids. And then all of a sudden you think the second you try that it's just going to happen for you. Um, Hmm. I, I was a little bit older, quote unquote, you know, when I got married, I was almost 32 and we wanted, uh, you know, some time together as a couple before we decided to have a family. So I was about 33 when I started trying and It wasn't happening for us, you know, and at that time I was still living my life. Like I've always been a fairly healthy person, but to me at that time, health just meant I was eating right and I was exercising. I didn't, I wasn't really, you know, that saying like, you don't know what you don't know. I wasn't really living a toxin free life. I was still using the chemical cleaners in my home, having no idea how bad those were for me and how they might be disrupting my hormones. Um, and you know, all of the other things that I'm aware of now. So we, we tried, we tried naturally, it didn't work for us. And then we ended up having to go down the route of in vitro, which I mean, you know, when you go get tested and they say to you, we actually can't find anything wrong with you. That's almost worse because you're like, well, I can't do anything to fix this. So now I'm going to try in vitro with just a hope and a prayer that it's going to work. And um, so, you know, we, we tried the first time it didn't take, we tried a second time it didn't take. Um, and then finally the third time we ended up pregnant with our twins and, um, you know, that, that was actually, you know, aside from my dad, I remember having a little bit more of an awakening around the time I got pregnant, just recognizing really being more aware of what I was putting in my body and on my body. Um, and you know, it, it was a really, it was really tough. It's emotionally really hard. I would say it's one of the things in my life that kind of gave me strength. Like I've overcome such a big hurdle and going through that, obviously I wouldn't really trade it in because I love my kids and I don't want to trade them for anything. However, as I kind of went on and learned all the things I mentioned, there's so many things, our stress levels, right? Are the, the, um, and I've been a type A, give me more personality. Like I worked for a pharmaceutical company where I was constantly trying to climb the ladder. So I was go, go, go all the time. I, it's kind of probably not even, it was meant to be that I had twins. Cause I always felt like I can handle double what everyone else can handle. Like <laughs> I was that girl, you know, uh, I'm not anymore, but I used to be that way. And Knowing what I know now, I know that that alone can be wreak havoc on your on your health. Um, the toxins that I mentioned, right? Just we don't even realize we live in a toxic soup of chemicals, Sabrina. It kind of it makes me mad because you know we we think the government is looking out for us, and we think there's this higher body out there that would never put anything on the market if it was unsafe for us or our children. But 
the reality is, is there's thousands and thousands of things out there that just sneak through the cracks and we're not even aware of how they're affecting us. We're not aware of how our food has been depleted of so many nutrients simply by the way the you know, modern farming is happening. And we have to pay extra to buy food that's not poisoned with pesticides, right? Yeah. So all of these things, um, learning this, I just started to realize, wow, there is so much I probably could have removed from my life. I could have started meditation. I could have uh, practiced more mindfulness to reduce my stress levels. I could have removed, you know, the toxins in my life because at the time I had many. There was just so many things I wasn't aware of. And now when I support women through holistic living and essential oils and the courses and the coaching that I do, I have seen women get pregnant very quickly simply by just changing their lifestyle, removing some, you know, toxic elements maybe that are in their home or surrounding them, participating in more mindfulness and and being less anxious and stressed out and just using more natural kind of uh, tools to to support their health. So like I said, obviously I wouldn't really go back and change anything because I've got my boys, but there is so much that's not talked about that really is just simple things that we could be doing, you know? Yeah. All right. So let's, let's dive into this whole COVID thing that's happening right now, because I actually love your perspective on the whole thing, because I think it's so important to educate and just like you said about, you know, fertility and what you know now. I mean, you didn't know back then, probably because, you know, there wasn't a lot of information available. And we do blindly trust the government or, you know, stores that we've been shopping at for years, or, you know, maybe an influencer that we see on social media or whatever it is, we trust blindly, because it's all that we know. So yeah. I, th- I have a strong feeling that right now, a lot of that is happening in the world with this whole, you know, current global pandemic situation is that people just don't know. There's not a lot of awareness. There's only one-sided media. There's a lot of, you know, oh, well, you have to do this or you're at risk or you have to, you know, behave a certain way or create a certain thing or, you know, feed your family this or whatever it is, right? And we're all drinking the Kool-Aid because of so like mass fear yeah of what's going to happen there's so much unknown and i see this in all my clients you know it's like i i don't know if i'm going to have a job tomorrow i don't know mm-hmm. if i'm you know if i'm endangering my children by not participating in xyz so yeah i'd love to sort of like you know this obviously is not a you know we're not just a psa here we're not the news we're not we're not telling you to act or behave a certain way either I just simply want to, you know, put another perspective out there for people who maybe are feeling a little bit weird about what's going on right now in the world. And, and you know, they're not really feeling their intuition guiding them towards the information that's available. So if you could, and I know this is going to be a little bit controversial and we're probably going to get a little bit of feedback, but that's okay because you know, we're entitled to, you know, have our opinions. And like I said, this is not in any way telling people what to think or what to believe or, uh, you know, how to act. It's really just about, you know, unveiling some things to 
you know, hopefully empower and help decision-making moving forward. Well, I'm going to, yeah, hopefully this will not be controversial at all because, Mm -hmm. and just for your listeners, you know, I have since this, uh, for the last four weeks now, I just have my own dot connecting process and, and I try and, you know, I appreciate that you said that you think that my Instagram is, is without judgment because I really do try hard. Of course I have my own personal opinions and it's human nature to get judgy and get frustrated with, with people who might not be where you are, but truly my goal is never to tell somebody what to think or what to do. Um, it's really just to get them asking the same questions I'm asking, right? Because that's where it starts. And so Sunday nights, I have been going live at, at seven o'clock Pacific time on my Instagram and I'm just sharing questions. What are some of the questions we could be asking right now? And I think um, if I could just kind of go back a little bit and you know this about me and we talk about this all the time, just, you know, I talk about this on my own podcast that from a young age, we are all conditioned a certain way, right? Through our parents, through our school system, through our peers, through just society. It's usually like we're always looking to others to see what the right thing is to do. Um, we're kind of taught to not ask too many questions, right? If you speak up too much and you ask too many questions, then you're kind of that annoying person that's asking too many questions. Even, you know, as we know, we have children, they're constantly asking why. And that can be so annoying, right? And (laughs) I'm guilty of it myself, where sometimes my answer is because I said so. And the reality, though, is we're just conditioned to not always ask those questions. And I think now more than ever, it's just asking questions. That's kind of my thing. So when I hear something, first of all, you mentioned mainstream media. I have really noticed since I've turned mainstream media off, even me, who I consider myself a very critical thinker, like when I watch mainstream media, I am critically analyzing what they're saying, but it's so fast and furious and the the lines are so the same that it's hard to not believe what they say it's so convincing and when you turn that off and begin to you mentioned intuition look to your intuition okay what something doesn't quite connect here something doesn't feel right to me um And then you start to do kind of your own research, like you actually start looking at the numbers, for instance, right? I'm a stats girl. I look at the facts. So when I'm hearing, this is deadly, and this is so scary, and you shouldn't be out without a mask, but then I kind of start to look at the numbers, the actual numbers, like from the CDC website or World Honor, there's many sites you can go to that up-to-date numbers, and you start to compare them with maybe a previous flu season or, or something else. And you kind of go, wait a minute, like something, this, they're saying this, but what the numbers show is this, like it just let's take British Columbia, for instance, there's 5 million people here. And I think not even 200 have died. And out of those 200 that died, 99% of them were in a long-term care facility or, you know, so that number is not even close to the number of people we lose to the flu or other respiratory death in a year. So that to me, you know, I'm not throwing those numbers out there for people to believe me and go, oh, wow, that's, that's not right. What I, my point is when I do my own research and I start to look at that kind of stuff, I have a little ding, 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 ding. Like there's something going off in my head going, wait a minute, 
the response is not matching the actual facts. And so that's why I think asking questions is important, right? So typically on Sunday nights, I'll go through this dot connecting process with anybody who joins me and I talk about why. Why are people talking about this when they should be talking about this? Why are we only hearing about solutions like a vaccine or a treatment or a medication when we know that people most at risk of this, uh, dying or even getting sick, uh, are either the very immune compromised, the frail and elderly, or there's a lot of things that are just lifestyle choices, obesity, heart disease, if you're on blood pressure medication that increases your risk. So why are they not talking about that stuff? Now, every province, you know, and I don't know if you have listeners from the States, but in the U- I've been watching the U.S. closely. Even in the U.S., they have this phase plan. It's like, okay, phase one, phase two, phase three. Um, they're going to slowly let us out, right? And I ask myself, we've been cooped up inside in a bubble for months now. And now they're going to slowly let us out, but there's still no mention of how to support our immune system and make sure that, you know, we're naturally healthy so that we can go out. You know, the analogy that I use, it's like, you know, when your kids first started going to school, because they've been kept in a little bubble and then they start kindergarten and they're sick all the time. All the time. Yeah. And, (laughs) And that's because they're building up their immune system because it has not been challenged properly. Um, and that's kind of what's what you know they keep talking about this second wave, and I just think, well, of course there's going to be a second wave. The virus didn't go anywhere; we were just hiding from it. Now they're going to let us out, and there's still no mention of what are some of the ways that you can kind of sidestep what would make you most at risk, right? Like I said, obesity and heart disease, and um, we do have the frail and the elderly and the immune, immune compromised, and I say. Let's keep those people home. Let's go out. The healthy people should go be the herd that protects those people. Um, and then the, those of us who are not frail and not elderly and not immune compromised should also be paying attention to our physical wellness. So these are all the things, you know, I start seeing that you hear one thing, but when my gut tells me something is off or this doesn't really make sense and I'm asking a lot of whys without a lot of answers. That's where I kind of start to go, okay, something that doesn't seem right to me. There's got to be something bigger going on here. Um, And that's kind of what it's at. And I just encourage everybody right now to be asking questions. There's, and, you know, so many people aren't, Sabrina, because how often have you seen a post that just goes sideways, right? Like somebody asks the question of post something and you just get so much vitriol and hatred And I'm like, wow, what happened to society? We're not even allowed to ask questions anymore. You can't question anything or anyone. That's wrong. I'm like, why not? You know, like, and it's it's in so many facets of our lives, right? Like I, I stopped being part of motherhood communities and Facebook groups because of the same thing. Every time you ask a question or, you know, you put a suggestion out there, people have a million other comebacks that you know, none of it is constructive. None of it is positive. It's all very judgy and very shame, shaming, right? It's like, you shame people out of groups for asking a question. And I I feel like, you know, that's happening as a society as a whole right now. Like every time a question is asked, it, it gets sort of 
thrown around and beat down. And it's, it is a scary thing. So again, I want to commend your bravery for standing up and, and sharing your opinions. I know that's not easy and for asking the questions and for, you know, being a positive light and a leader to, to ask the right questions, because I think a lot of us are maybe afraid or, you know, want to avoid the judgment or whatever it is, right? Because it is easier to just zip, zip, zip quietly, just hang out over here and don't ask too many questions and don't, you know, don't be seen, don't be heard, just zip. Because that is, like you said, something where, you know, some of us are conditioned for from childhood, you know, it's like, oh, just zip it, (laughs) right? Don't ask too much, just like, don't, don't stand out. It's dangerous when you stand out it's okay to just like be quiet. So I love yeah, that. And, and why, why does it just have to be one or the other? Right. I saw this great meme uh, uh, last week that it was like a pie chart of like three things. Um, and then it's like, says me in the middle. And so it says, um, concerned about the virus, concerned about government overreach, concerned about the economy. And then the overlap is me. So basically saying you can be all three. Yeah. Right. You, you just because you're not, you know, you're saying you're not concerned about the virus doesn't mean like, you know, you're, you're one and not the others. Like you can yeah. be all of the things. And for some reason, we're just kind of following, I don't, and I hate to use the word the herd because it's just so <laughs> overused, but it's like what's always comfortable for human beings, like our reptilian brain, right? We've all heard of that, that part of our brain that just wants to be safe. It just wants to do what everybody else is doing because it feels safe and it must be right. Even if it's wrong, it just feels safer to go with what everyone else is saying. That's human nature. Um, and one thing I want to just share with your listeners is, and I don't know if you've ever seen this, but you can Google this uh, on YouTube. It was an experiment that was done a long time ago. I watched a video of it where this woman walks into Um, it was like some sort of a doctor's office, right? And it was a pre-planned experiment, like a human experiment that they did, uh, where a little bell would go off every two minutes. And she was the only person who wasn't in on it. And so she goes, she signs in and she sits down in the waiting room. And every two minutes or every minute, a little bell goes off and everyone in the waiting room stands up. And then sits back down when the bell stops ringing, right? And so at first, she's just kind of sitting there watching this happen. And like, again, she's the only person who's not in on this. And, you know, you just think to yourself, like, what would I do in that situation? Me personally, I would get up and ask somebody like, what's going on here, right? (laughs) Um, And you think that you would. So they were just showing how people will oftentimes without questioning, just do what everyone else is doing. And eventually she didn't ask anybody. She started getting up too. the bell would go off and she would stand (laughs) up with everybody else. And then she would sit down and it was the craziest thing to watch. And it, but it's just, that's human nature. Oftentimes we just go with what everyone else is doing because it just feels safer, right? She was the odd man out, not doing it, even though she had no clue why they were doing it. So I think it's really important to keep that in mind, you know, and ask like, am I just going along with this because I'm being told or is there something in my gut? Because along with not asking too many questions, we are also from a young age 
kind of conditioned to sometimes go against our intuition and do things that maybe don't feel right. Yeah. Um, how often have you been pushed as a child to go hug somebody that you didn't want to hug or say yes to doing something you didn't really want to do? I mean, I can think of a million examples, right? So I think yeah. that's another really important piece is it's okay to ask questions. It's very okay. And don't ever let anybody tell you that it's not. That's yeah. the important piece to take away here. No, I love that. And I love that example too. <laughs> so, cause it's, it's just so true. Right. And I mean, I, I think we're all probably guilty of it at some point for just following along with something because it feels easier or safer. And, you know, I just, I want to give people permission to, to just get a little bit uncomfortable and know that that's okay. Like that we're yeah. dealing with something that we've never had to deal with before. This is completely new to everyone so while we all deal with things completely differently, right? We all have different ways of managing our stress. We all have different way, like we all have different situations at home and we live in different places and, you know, everyone's dealing with it differently, but collectively as a society, we're all dealing with something at the same time that we've never, ever had to deal with before. So it's okay yeah. to not be okay. It's okay to want to know more and ask questions and feel uncomfortable and all of it, it's okay. So I want to give yeah. people permission to, to feel what they're feeling and then move through it and, you know, ask the right questions so that you can come out the other side of this feeling strong. And do not let this separate us like this. Yeah. I'm so passionate about this. If you look at humanity and women, especially we crave connection, community, understanding, feeling seen and heard. Look at what's happening right now. We are being divided. We are distancing ourselves physically from people. We have to wear masks sometimes so that you can't even see the expression on someone's face. Just think about that. Like, you know, and I, and I don't want to jump towards any conspiracy theories or anything where I'm talking about, well, this is happening on purpose, but a lot of people do feel that way. They feel like we are being divided right now on purpose. And that is the last thing we need. We need yes. to be united. I can't tell you how many people have fallen out of my life because they see what I'm sharing and doing and they maybe feel uncomfortable with it. And it hurts me not because they're stepping away because I completely respect that not everyone is ready to hear what I'm saying. So I, that's, if you need to protect your heart and your anxiety, that's cool. However, I sure hope that that's not permanent. You know, maybe if you need to take a step back from somebody, it's okay. But really what we need now more than ever is to be seen and heard and connect. And like, if you're out on the street, smile at people, you know, um, just this, this, this disconnection that's being kind of almost forced upon us. I really feel like if we continue to go down this path, we are going to be a very divided society. And that is not good for humanity. Like forget the village. We always talk about needing a village. Like that is not even going to close to exist anymore. If we keep down this path, we need to honor each other's fears and beliefs but really hear each other. And that's why I think asking questions is important. Like when I go live on Sunday nights, I say, if you have questions, bring these up with people in your life who maybe are not on the same page as you. Just get them asking those questions too so they can see where you're coming from. 
And you can at least be united on something. And if you come to different conclusions, that's okay. But try to understand each other. Because if we continue to have this happen, I I fear for, you know, what that means for like the future of humanity and, and our children too. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. And it's actually, there's a book called The Village Effect and Brene Brown quotes it in um, in one of her books as well, in Braving the Wilderness. She talks about how, human connection with people you care about is, is so important. It's not having it is actually as dangerous, if not more so than a pack of cigarette a day habit and hypertension. Yeah. Like it's, like it's actually proven. So yeah, something to, to think about for sure. Okay. So last question before, um, so much information, so much goodness, I'm going to have to go back and listen over and over again, just to remind myself of all these nuggets but from a physical health perspective you mentioned a couple of times earlier you know there's ways that we can prepare ourselves there's ways that we can you know help our immune system without chemicals and other things like what are what are a few if you could give three tips on how to you know maybe everyone's at different levels right like some people yeah. it's it's easy to say you know don't be obese <laughs> not so easy to actually execute if you're maybe struggling with that Um, you know, but what are three things people can do right now to improve their physical health and their immune system? Okay. The first and most important, like I always say, you can eat whatever you want, do whatever you want, but if you don't have a handle on this, it's really going to be detrimental to your health. And that is your mind. You have to get your emotions, not your emotions, your, your stress levels, your anxiety, your depression, your stress. That needs to be priority number one, because people don't understand how very much this affects our physical health. Not only does it suck to live in depression or anxiety or high amounts of stress, but it really does have a huge detrimental effect on your physical health. So that's the first thing Um, I always say to people, utilize the tools that you have been given. We have the beautiful tool of becoming mindful in any moment of the day. I've talked about this before uh, on my podcast where we talk about anxiety and depression. Anxiety stems from fear of the future, right? Or thoughts of the future, something that hasn't even happened yet, but you're having these ruminating thoughts, right? And this is very, this is why anxiety is just everywhere right now. I myself have experienced severe amounts of anxiety because I'm so fearful of what the future brings, right? So that's anxiety. Depression is kind of living in the past a little bit, not living, but you're constantly bringing what's happening and what's happened into the present moment and you're living it over and over. And the way to avoid those two things is to just be in this moment, right? Like, all the things I fear happening, they're, they're not right now. All the things that have already transpired are not right now. They're, they're gone. And so I think really getting a handle on that mindfulness, meditation, being in the moment, the second you start to feel stressed or overwhelmed, really identifying, okay, what, why am I stressed right now? Why am I feeling overwhelmed? And if it's because of anxiety or depression, just remember that you have this beautiful tool of bringing yourself into the moment, being mindful, 
meditating, you know, turn on some music, breathe in some essential oils, grab a beautiful cup of tea and just sit there with it and try to keep your thoughts in this moment. Focus on your breath. There's so many ways you can practice mindfulness to get yourself out of the past or the future. Um, the other thing is uh, getting a handle, the empowerment piece, right? Once I realized what was keeping me in anxiety, I realized that in order to be in the present moment and forget about the potential of a future that is unknown, I needed to be prepared. Okay, what are all the scenarios I'm afraid of and how might I be prepared for those? How might I handle those? And kind of having a little bit of a plan in place, right? Like my husband and I have even gone so far as to talk about moving. I'm very fearful of what's happening in Canada right now from a government perspective and all of these things that might be coming down the road. And I sure hope it doesn't come to this and I don't think it will. However, it makes me feel good to know that I've spoken with my husband about possibly leaving the country and and moving somewhere else that's more in line with our values. And so that has brought me peace as well. So that emotional peace is so important. And if there's other things causing you stress right now, whether it's your kids, work, job, whatever, finances, it's really important to deal with that. So finding somebody who's in a good place and maybe unloading on them, finding someone to talk to who can give you actionable steps to support you, asking for help where you can, right? So that's the emotional piece, which I would say is the number one most important thing. If you do nothing else, you got to do that listening to a great podcast where that leaves you feeling empowered, right? I mean, there's a million things that you can do. The next thing would be um, your physical health from just a nutrition perspective. You know, you mentioned obesity and I kind of look at it like the opposite way. Like right now being cooped up inside um, with alcohol, like there's more alcohol being consumed than ever before. People are eating nonstop, right? So it's not so much the obesity or the weight piece that I'm concerned about, but it's what we are consuming because obesity is not a problem. If you just start to be very mindful about what you're, what you're consuming, what you're eating, right? So diet is so important. It is amazing what just some good nutrition can do for your health. So the easiest way to really affect this is people don't like being told what they can't have, right? They don't want their goodies being taken away. So I always say, don't focus so much on cutting things out, but instead just focus on adding things in. You know, there's tons of different ways you can do that. Maybe you're, you're adding more fruits, more vegetables, more berries. Maybe you're just consuming a smoothie every day that you didn't have before that's got chock full of greens and and brightly colored berries. Um, So just boosting and supporting your nutrition that way, instead of feeling deprived, like, well, I can't have this and I can't have that. When you are filling your body with nutrients, you're not going to have as much room for the junk. Typically we crave junk because our body's not getting the nutrients it needs. And then you're kind of feeding it these empty calories. So these, this isn't about losing weight or, you know, being obese or not obese. This is really about giving your body the fuel it needs to support your health, your, your physical health, making sure you're supplementing. If that's something that you can afford right now, I highly recommend making sure you're taking a good multivitamin because we know that our soil is depleted of nutrients. You're not getting the same vitamin C out of an orange today that 
as you did maybe like a hundred years ago, 50 years ago. Right. So making sure that you're supplementing if you can, um, and using all those tools that you have at your disposal, this also affects your mental health. People need to understand our gut brain access. There's a, there's a, there's a connection there. When you have an unhealthy gut, because you're not feeding it healthy food, and maybe there's an overgrowth of bad bacteria, this affects your serotonin levels because your serotonin is produced in the gut. So immunity and gut health are closely related as well as emotions, right? So I just talked about mental health and how important that is. This is going to affect your mental health too. When you start to consume those nutrients and you're taking your supplements, it is absolutely going to affect your mood for sure. Um, and then of course, uh, sunshine and vitamin D, um, sleep, right? These extra little things that again, we don't pay attention to. Getting outside is one of the best things that you can do. Walk around. Yesterday, I taught my kids what grounding is. You know, I explained that when we take our shoes off and we're walking around barefoot on the grass or on the earth, we're connecting with Mother Nature. Mother Nature is removing the negative physical and uh, emotional energy from our body and recharging us with a good energy from the earth and doing that in some sunshine and taking some deep breaths. It's just one of the best things you can do for yourself. And then of course, you know, physical exercise and making sure you're prioritizing your sleep and you know, me and my essential oils. Like I just feel like there's an oil for that. Whatever your issue is, there is an oil for that, right? Like use your oils. These, these beautiful little bottles of goodness that come right from nature can support you with stress, mood, emotions, sleep. Um, my kids are reaching for their oils constantly now, right? And we have all but removed any pharmaceuticals. Um, they can support your immune system. You can use them to detox. You know, I talked about those toxic chemicals in your home. Um, when we go back out, right over the next few weeks, we're going to start heading back out. I would love to prove everybody wrong and not have a second wave because people have spent this time really learning what it means to be truly healthy, removing those toxic chemicals. Try to not use the commercial hand sanitizer that's got the toxic chemicals in it that, yeah, maybe they're killing germs, but they're also killing a lot of healthy bacteria, right? Your body needs, needs the healthy bacteria. You don't want to be absorbing those toxic chemicals into your body. This is where things like essential oils and natural things come in. Or, you know, if you're not into essential oils, you can go to the health food store and buy a natural hand sanitizer that's just made with witch hazel and some essential oils. So trying to reduce your toxic load um, also. So I know that was more than three things, but hopefully it was like three categories. No, but three I love categories it. of stuff. I'm going to do a recap in the show notes and, and I'm going to add a bunch of links to all of your stuff because I feel like, you know, you could do a 20 hour course on all of this because there's just so much information and so much stuff, but it's, you know, it's great information and you are a walking resource for this kind of stuff. So I'm going to recap everything in the show notes and put links directly to some of your podcast episodes and blogs and things where people can find specific information on these topics. So yeah. And I don't you. know when this is going to go live, but I am right now. Um, I just got some tech issues I'm working through, but I am working on a um, re-entry back into society 
handbook, like a health handbook of things that, you know, I touched on here, but things that people can look at and go, okay, yeah, I can do that. I can include that back in my life. So, um, you know, that's definitely something that people can have access to as well within the next few weeks. So needed and so helpful. Well, Sunit, thank you so much for being here again and for your just wealth of knowledge. I always feel like I learn something every time I talk to you. So thank you so much and just keep keep doing what you're doing, girl. It's, it's so powerful and it's such needed work. And yes, thank you. Thank you for thank being you. here. Thank you. Thanks for having me.